BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. CDC guidance uh, sort of relaxes a lot of the restrictions we've had. We used to spend a lot of time talking about six feet of distance, 15 uh, minutes of being together. You know, we realized that's actually not the right way to think about this. Yeah, and it was mostly just made up anyway. Yeah, we noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was our perception, too, which is probably why what happened yesterday happened. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, announced plans to revamp the agency in response to the CDC's sluggish reactions to COVID-19, if you're going to be super cynical, and I'm not at least about this aspect of it, you might say they were going to come for her head at some point and she was going to get a lot of fingers pointed at her and now she'll be the person trying to revamp a sluggish, um, you know, calcified institution. Yeah. Like you Rand know, Paul I don't... saying, how do we fire the head of the CDC? Yeah, I, I don't get that feel from her. I don't either. Honestly. I don't either. Well, she said a number of things I thought were wacky or uh, dancing to what the White House wanted as opposed to going with the science. But anyway, Walensky wants to clarify the CDC's guidance documents, reworks promotion system to reward effective policy execution. I got more details on this coming up. Um, but she uh, basically said we'd been building toward this moment for decades and we failed at our biggest test. And. I think so. Yeah, meaning what we're supposed to do is get ready for threats to the public health, and when one came, we floundered. 
For 75 years, she said, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19, and in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations. Yes, I'd say. You know, next time I go to a ball game, I'm going to scream that at my sucky uh, home team. You're not reliably meeting my expectations! Instead of you suck. The Washington Post version of this is, since the coronavirus pandemic began two and a half years ago, I would have never believed that we would be talking about it or wearing masks or talking about more shots. God, how would we've all reacted if you just said two and a half years ago, and you'll be talking about new boosters, new shots, new vaccines, two and a half years from now. What? What? Wow. The once-storied agency has been under intense fire for its response from initial delays developing a coronavirus test, yes, to the severe eligibility limits to get tested. I don't really remember that. To missteps often attributed to the Trump administration meddling, but even under the Biden administration, which appointed Walensky to lead the agency, its guidance and decision-making on masking, isolation and quarantine, and booster doses have been repeatedly faulted as slow, opaque, and confusing. Yes, yes, and yes. And consistent criticism has been the agency's failure to be agile, especially with the analysis and release of real-time data. Yeah, that happened all the time, where they would be, it it just seemed obvious they were a step behind all the latest stories in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The analysis I read of this, uh, the, the best description I can give you is that it's a giant bloated bureaucracy where they pay people to churn out academic papers. Right. And Here's... then when it was time to do something, they're like, uh, do something? I don't do stuff. Here's Dr. Scott Gottlieb being quoted in the Washington Post on that. The CDC is a very academic organization. I think Dr. Walensky recognized that when she says that they need to change the reward structure so people aren't rewarded for publications, but for operational execution. So you currently get rewarded for writing a cool paper. And because of that, it says it has been challenging to persuade officials to step away from regular duties to take a tour of duty leading the coronavirus or monkeypox responses. Leaving your position where you're publishing papers to lead an outbreak response that's not rewarded right now. So, yes. Wow. So, the, the, it exists. We created it as taxpayers, in theory. We created it as taxpayers to deal with a pandemic. But they're getting rewarded for sitting over in their office writing a long, complicated paper about, you know, diet and exercise. That nobody reads. That nobody reads or pays any attention to, uh, even if you hear about it. And they don't get, you don't get paid any more money to move over to the, hey, we're in the worst pandemic in world history. So people don't. How do you like right. that? Man, that's, that's government spelled out right there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Just good. Uh, wow. That's unbelievable. I like the, uh, the, the quotes from Rich Besser, who's the president and CEO of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, which is a health philanthropy. Uh, he said, uh, he agreed with, uh, Ms. Walensky's ambitions for the agency. But I love this sentence. He also cautioned that the plan required cooperation from Congress, more transparency from CDC itself, and a realistic assessment of the challenges of overhauling a federal workforce that has been scattered during the pandemic. Uh, he says he worries about uh, overhauling the culture when it's mostly remote. Um, I would want to be standing in front of the agency and laying out a vision and inspiring people toward that change. And then I would want to be walking the halls. But my understanding is that the buildings are still pretty much empty. And then he goes into a little more about just the culture, how hard it's going to be to change the culture, which is the, I mean, that's the essence of the 
the disease of bureaucratitis. Their culture becomes protecting the bureaucracy, not accomplishing the purpose. It's right there in the name, the Centers for Disease Control. They didn't control the disease. I got Alex Googling just how many people are in the CDC because I was wondering while you were talking and that, that uh, discussion from Gottlieb about um, 13,000. Oh, we have the number. 13,000. So hey, it's 13,000. Thank you, Alex. You're very <laughs> I won. I buzzed in first. Of the 13,000. And seriously, I'm not just, tr- I'm not trying to be a, uh, what is it? Uh, Biden always says nattering nabob of negative. I'm <laughs> trying to be a smart, lad. not trying to be a wise guy here. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. You're kind of being a wise guy there. Serious question. Of those 13,000, how many could you eliminate and nobody would notice? And I mean nobody. <laughs> Half? I wonder. I wonder, too. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if it's not if it's not less than 20%. Shocked. Yeah. Of the 13,000, you could eliminate tomorrow and you wouldn't notice at all. You got people over there doing research in theory for 20 years on, uh, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables and they file some reports for their boss that nobody ever sees and they go in a drawer or whatever. God, there, there's tons of that. But, uh, worst pandemic in world history comes along. I don't want to do that. Is it going to pay more? No. Oh, forget it then. I'm busy studying fruits and nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I wish we knew oh. that with more government agencies. How many could you get rid of and uh, nobody would even notice? If if you can if you give me that number and get rid of those people today. You know, given the intense needs of the American people for their government to serve them, I, I say go with the Jack Welch thing. You know, the bottom 10% get canned every year or, or whatever, every two years. I don't know. It'd be tough to implement government because nobody ever does anything. Uh, that's an overstatement, but you get the point. The changes they want to put in include efforts to introduce clarity to CDC's guidance documents, which are confusing and overwhelming. I would say that's true. Uh, Recommendations include communicating in plain language, reducing the number and length of guidance documents, including scientific rationales and using FAQs that can be updated in real time. They did seem so slow and ponderous. They were often so far behind the reality of whatever variant was doing whatever. You know, and obviously the school stuff, they were so far behind on that. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of politics involved right. in that as well. That That's something I haven't seen anybody mention, and I don't know how you deal with that. Because I know the most unhappy I ever was with her, and I can't remember the specific example, but there was a like a two-day situation where she had said X, the president said Y, and she came out the next day and said Y. And it really looked like they were taking their guidance from the White House yeah. on how they're supposed to deal with stuff, and I don't know how you'd get that out of the CDC. It will be interesting to watch. I, I wish her well. I know it's going to be an elephantine task. I hope, I hope the press stays with it and reports on it because it just, if, if there's one thing that could really help this country, it's Americans waking up to an understanding how incredibly wasteful and ineffective giant bureaucracies are and how it's so dangerous to let them grow and become that. Oh, and by the way, I left out, uh, I meant to say, uh, I guarantee this whole restructuring of the CDC to make it useful on some level uh, is going to necessitate a much higher budget. Of course. Of course. But the, what Rochelle Walensky said 
could be applied to every department of the sure. government. Of course. Every single one. Of course. And if you were going to create the CDC today, there's no way, unless you just wanted to have a lot of employees, there's no way I'm sure you would come up with 13,000 as the number you needed to do it. Right, depending on what you decided it ought to be doing, because as we've discussed many times, what it is now doing, like all bureaucracies, is serving itself. Maybe it takes 13,000 people to do that, because that's what they do. Right. You know, it's so, uh, it occurs to me, the more I think about it, it's so obvious and necessary to clean out bureaucracies to prevent the iron law of bureaucracy from ruining it, because it always does. That over time, bureaucracies go from trying to accomplish surface to serving a, a, a purpose. Rather, they go from trying to serve a purpose to serving themselves. Um, given the inevitability of that, you'd think we would have some mechanism, some procedures, something to shake it up to keep that from happening. Or I guess I don't know. Maybe people aren't familiar with that. But it, it's like it's like a guy who exercises once. And then says, that's it. I'm good for life. <laughs> it's absurd. The very notion of it. So to form a bureaucracy, then never shake it up, never redirect it back to its purpose, never clean out its, its clogged arteries. It's, just, it's suicidal. Let me read one text and then we'll uh, but, take But, but, but the reason it doesn't happen is because the federal government is a gigantic jobs program, including for the lazy. As all government employment is. Now, there are plenty of government employees who work hard. They risk their lives. They bust their butts, etc. But it is a giant employment program for the lazy. And the American people need to know that and do something about it. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. True international depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are Skittles unfit for human consumption? We will get to that story coming up. Certainly for adult consumption. Not sure I've ever enjoyed a Skittle. I have Skittled um, on occasion, but it's been decades. Smaller it's than M&M? candy. Uh, it's roughly the same size. Okay. I think, as I recall. But not chocolate yeah. on the inside of my... No, no sir. Fruit flavored. Yeah. I don't. I don't well, need. I don't need a, unquote fruit flavor. I don't need a smaller fruit flavored M M&M, and M. Thank you. I read a study when I, it's not like an M. It's chewy. Again, a child, a you child. Uh, I read a study years and years ago. I think I was probably a teenager. You know what's um, chewy? Proust. That's chewy. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Wow. Uh, so where was I? Ah, yes. Uh, years and years ago, I think I was a teenager, I read a study in which scientists presented people with uh, various flavored, uh, I think it was uh, lollipops. Perhaps you call them suckers. Um, I do, actually, yes. I know. I find that term coarse and, uh, and lowbrow. You find sucker coarse? Yes. Yeah, huh. coarse and lowbrow. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Our original air names, Course and Lobra. <laughs> we'll let you guess who was who, you idiot. <laughs> anyway, um, but they uh, they had various flavored lollipops, um, you know, lime, lemon, orange, grape, and people uh, tasted them and said, "Yep, sure enough, that's lime, that's lemon, etc." 
But if they, and this is quite easy to do in the confectionery business, they changed the colors of them, and people uniformly got the flavor wrong. The flavor was the color. You give them a lime one that's purple, they say it's grape. And so what's the ultimate point here? People I think stupid. part of the point is that <laughs> candy so-called fruit flavors don't taste freaking anything like the fruit. Not at all. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, so many of the flavors that I have in my mind around that, they're completely separate in my mind, even though they're the same word. I know what a cherry tastes like pulled off of a cherry tree, but that's not the flavor I expect if I'm having a cherry-flavored sucker or, you know, uh, the the frozen thing, like a... Otter popsicle? An otter pop. Same with... uh, you know, all the other fruits. Blueberry. I know what a blueberry tastes like, an actual blueberry, but that's not the flavor I'm expecting if I have a blueberry-flavored Otter Pop, which is funny. I've got a different category for that word in my head if it's a candy of some sort. Well, right. Same word. Yeah. And, and you'd think same concept. Very similar. Now, I call them popsicles. Do you call them oral ice or anything like that with your coarse terms? Curious. Fellatio nuggets or something? What do you, oh, what you call Lord. them? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> favorite favorite allegedly fruit-flavored candy as a kid. Candy. Oh, my God. I don't, I'm I've never, it. I can taste it, but I'm not sure I can come up with I've a I've never been fruit-flavored guy. I mean, like, I like... Oh. Uh, um, I like pop tarts, and they're usually like cherry or apple or something. But I don't. That's I'm not, not a fruit flavored. Practically candy. candy. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'll t- how my brain works. Um, I can picture the candy I was going to mention. Um, I can taste it. I can feel the texture of it, but I couldn't remember the name. And all my brain was telling me is it's also an insult. The name of the candy. <laughs> then it weird. came up to me. Chuckles. <laughs> Listen, Chucklehead. Man, I love Chuckles. After a candy game, that was always my candy of choice. Chuckles. Yeah, I don't, candy has never really been Did my I thing. say after a hockey game or a candy game? You said a candy game. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I have the COVID. After a hockey game. I've never really been into candy that's not chocolate. And I've never mm. even, I like, I, I really enjoyed as a kid a ho ho or, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. You never ate oh, Starburst? Yeah. No. God. I didn't like him as a kid. Can't imagine. Oh. Just like, Jolly Rancher? No. I just have never That's been interesting because that you are a somewhat jolly. You're more a surly rancher, but you're an occasionally jolly rancher. It's funny you wouldn't <laughs> enjoy those. <laughs> Yeah, Boy, talking about the flavor has nothing to do. How about watermelon flavor with candies? It doesn't taste like anything, much <laughs> less watermelon. <laughs> right. Again, so it's kind of funny that in my brain, I have, for the same word, two categories. Eating a yeah. watermelon, which is not even in the same ballpark as like a no. watermelon-flavored Jolly Rancher. Right. No relationship. Yeah. All right. Favorite uh, oral ice, then. Popsicle. I think... Authentically, going back to my youth, I gotta go the fudgicle. No drumsticks. You like your... The drumsticks. Uh, you didn't like those from a turkey, or you mean the ice cream? The bar? ice cream, or the implement used to make a sound with a drum on a snare. No, the, the, it's, a, it's a fine uh, 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 ice cream cone. They had those at my school when I was mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. Part of the reason I uh, exceeded the normal weight for a child. <laughs> I was a sucker, a sucker for the that's treats. Why, that's why you wore the husky-sized Kmart jeans. I did indeed. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I'm just remembering all the things I did on vacation, a number of which I want to talk about. I went on a dirt bike trip with my son, Sam. Oh, that's cool. That It was very, very cool, although at some point it became clear to me there wasn't a single person out riding dirt bikes that was within 20 years of my age (laughs) not one person within two decades of my age you're you're plucky old guy congratulations i'm making a mistake here i thought to myself and then i took my younger son deep sea fishing and did a bunch of other stuff yeah i got to talk about some of that stuff just being out in the world you know observing the world you know your plucky old guy on the motorcycle reminds me i made a major life decision over the week over the week we were off. And I told my wife about it. She got that look on her face like she gets when she's just humoring me. I've decided. Well, should I reveal it after? I've made a major life. I figured out who I am. You're going to. One word. Thruple? No. No? No. No. Okay. No. No. But, you know, it's one of those <laughs> pivot points in my life. Okay. I was in my 20s. I decided I'm going to get into the radio business. Had children. I'm going to be the dad. I'm going to be a loving dad. That's who I am now. Well, I've just decided who I am now. Okay. This is a major change then. This is going to be good. <laughs> How's your vacation, Michael? Nobody ever asked you how your vacation is. Yeah, it was because great. We're very I just selfish. did all the <laughs> usual things. Um, we got my wife's car detailed. There you go. Wow. How do you like yeah, so? It was a birthday present. It looks oh, cool. beautiful. Yeah, it makes a difference, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Not cheap, though. Not cheap. Um, maybe a one-time thing because it was so expensive, but yeah. it was good. Makes a difference. Yeah. Cool. I should do that. 
Yeah, I've got a dirty car. That's the way I handle that. (laughs) Just who am I? Everybody needs to be able to answer that question during their lives. Like I said before, you know, I got married young. I'm I'm the the faithful husband. I got in the radio business. I'm going to work really hard at radio. I had kids. I'm dad. That's who I am. I got the empty nest. Now, who am I? What am I doing? What's my purpose in life? Judy and I trekked to the ocean because we both had the vid and we wanted to have some uh, outdoor fun. The ocean. <laughs> and we took long walks on the beach and I decided I'm going to be really tan fat guy. <laughs> I'm going to be really tan fat guy who walks down the beach with his belly hanging out and does not care. You know, we went uh, deep sea fishing on a big boat out of Los Angeles, my son and I, and there was a really tan fat guy in the boat, took his shirt off. Mm, yes. And uh, just, just you know, the really bronze, yes. not even trying mm. to suck in the gut, that that look, you know? Right. And right. I just, I just look at it, I just think that must be relaxing. Just, you just do, you're, it's not even on your mind. You know, I was once <laughs> in shape athlete guy. I am not anymore. I am doughy middle-aged guy. And Judy and I were walking along the beach. I'm thinking, you know, I got this damn golf tan. I want to, you know, even it up a little. Just screw it. I took off my shirt. Three minutes later, I was perfectly comfortable with it. I'm totally liberated. You're totally liberated. You're going to be tan fat guy. Yes. Yes. Now, how far I can take it and how fast, I do not know. And, yes, I have a couple of friends who are dermatologists, and I hear you screaming at the radio, do I go with gold chain? Because that seems to be a common feature of tanned fat guy. Gold chain with shark tooth on it? Double down on the whole beach feel? I don't know. I'm still exploring. (laughs) So, that's your new persona. From dad to tanned fat guy. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. My buddy's already already starting to text me. This could get ugly. (laughs) I came across this article. I thought it was highly amusing. Vox.com. From Pelotons to Pets, the pandemic impulse buys we grew to hate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. And it starts with this chick in Boston who bought an outdoor patio heater, thinking that she and her friends could hang out on their patio more, you, you know, blah, blah, sure. blah. Makes and sense. she never uses it, and right. it doesn't really warm very well and the rest of it. Um, but then uh, plenty of people are sitting around their houses and apartments weighing their pandemic purchases, sometimes the house itself, and wondering, huh, what was I thinking? Considered a COVID-specific flavor of buyer's remorse. And they mentioned that early uh, on, people threw money. Well, just people tend to throw money at problems. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some buyers have, uh, where is that? Oh, that's so boring. Stop it. Um, take a peek at secondary marketplaces online, and you can see a plethora of items like Pelotons and bicycles that you couldn't buy a year and a half ago. Uh, you couldn't get them. A Peloton is, what is a Peloton? That's a, it's like a super advanced computer hooked up exercise bike. Okay. Have you ever used one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like them? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Would you own one? Uh, maybe, but I kind of went back to the elliptical at the uh, health club I hang out at. I hang out at. I visit it occasionally. Um, but then, uh, you can certainly find them now. Uh, practically everybody has a story of a questionable pandemic buy. Some are trivial, such as a board game that's now unused or a pair of roller skates. Others are aspirational, like a treadmill or a bread machine. Others carry more weight. Then they get into this chick who's one of many, many, many people who got themselves a dog, a pandemic pet. 
And, you know, it's I'm not going to criticize her too much because we've had some of these thoughts after we adopted Baxter. But they've just retired, this girl and her husband. Um, they've lost the spontaneity, ability to go places at the drop yep. of a hat. Yep. They worry that the dog's going to be lonely if they're gone for too long. Doesn't do well in the car. The dog is cute, but it's bigger than they thought it would be. Quote, I'm looking at this dog and thinking, 15 years of my life, what am I going to be like when this yes. dog finally kicks the bucket? I say that all the time to people. I'm a dog lover, but it is a pretty major lifestyle change to get a pet. And if you're not committed to it for the next 12 to 15 years, yes. then don't do it. Yes. They mentioned that... um Two-thirds of new home buyers who bought homes during the pandemic feel remorseful. Now, maybe the bottom line isn't they wish they hadn't, but some of the decisions were rash. And, and well, they get into regret buying your house, though. That's a big one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a good point, but it's pathetic. This uh, professor of marketing at Northwestern University said, Consumers may have overestimated how long the duration of their changed circumstances would last. They thought fully remote work would go on forever or that social outings would be permanently depressed. People moved to the suburbs thinking they'd never want to commute back to the city. They got pets without thinking ahead to what that meant once travel picked up again. Quote, some purchases would have been apt at the time that were made, but not so much when circumstances changed again. Then it gets uh, into this uh, couple of gay fellers in L.A. who bought brand new Soleil bicycles or modern hipster bikes, as he puts it. They got helmets. They got accessories. Then they realized, hey, it's dangerous as hell to ride around on a bike in L.A. <laughs> so they never use them anymore. Did I buy anything during the pandemic that I shouldn't? Have? I don't know. I buy so many things I shouldn't have. I'm not sure the pandemic stands out. Yeah, I would have to think about it. I love this next one. I hate my air fryer, one woman told me. She'd heard it would be useful for everything. But beyond frozen french fries, she doesn't see the point. When I reheat a pizza slice, the air blows it upside down. It's loud. It's hard to clean. It's a giant bulbous appliance that takes up half my counter, and it freaks my dog out. The day I realized my toaster has a convection setting was the day I realized I'd been had. (laughs) That's funny. Yes, Michael. I love my air fryer. We use it. All the time. Yeah, that's the first person I've ever heard saying bad things about an air fryer. But Don't buy an air fryer. Buy a toaster oven that has 11 settings, including air fryer. Okay. Then there's this guy, Alex, who works in a a hospital in Florida, as if you care. Amid his pandemic buys, many of which he's been able to get rid of, were a Peloton bike, a PlayStation 5, and an iPad. Only the iPad remains. A couple of his friends were able to buy boats. You couldn't find a boat for a while. Right. Uh, they were out on their boat two or three times a week. Now it's once a month since they're back at the office. I uh, Maybe I should look into buying some of that exercise equipment people are unloading, deciding they didn't want to uh, use. Of course, what do I need with more exercise equipment? I've got a an elliptical that's been used three times. How many years have I had it? <laughs> eight, eight years? I tell you what, if you're measuring in years and you've used it three times, it doesn't matter what the answer is. But it's pretty extraordinary. It might be eight years. No, I moved it from that other house. No, it's more like ten years. I've had an elliptical for ten years that I've used three times. And it weighs like 9,000 pounds or something. It's oh, just yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's the, I, I guess look the at one... it every day when I walk in the living room. Hello, Mr. Elliptical Machine. Maybe I'll be seeing you later, but probably not. (laughs) 
boy, it's probably, you know, just short of being in like the top five longest relationships of your life. <laughs> exactly. Top ten, certainly. Exactly. And I'm not tending to it well either. So it'll probably you, go away. You know, if there's one lesson to be taken from any of this stuff. And by the way, if you bought a bike and you used it a fair amount for two years and now you don't anymore, don't kick yourself. That's fine. But everybody, including the media, announces that changes are permanent. Nothing will ever be the same. All the time. Generally, they go back to being pretty much the same. Right. Or change again in a different way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only constant is change, Jack. Back to you. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi there, this is Jessica calling in regards to your Volkswagen warranty. Odds are you've received a bogus auto warranty call similar to this. Now authorities are cracking down on a scheme an FCC official calls the most sophisticated illegal robocall operation they've ever seen. More than 8 billion spam calls to Americans. And a new lawsuit claims two California men are behind nearly all of it. We have more on this. This is something that has plagued us all. In fact, it's so uh, ubiquitous. That's my son's gag. Whenever he calls me, I'd like to talk to you about your auto warranty. That's what wow. he says every time he That's calls funny. me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, let's hear more about this uh, complex scheme. Aaron Michael Jones and Roy Cox Jr. are accused of violating telemarketing laws by tricking Americans into buying vehicle service contracts and making millions of dollars off the scam. 
Both Cox and Jones have been sued by the Federal Trade Commission in the past and ordered never to telemarket again. And yet, like many robocall scammers, they're accused of just retooling their operation. So now, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost is suing Cox, Jones, and their associates, potentially for millions of dollars. There's a n- number of angles to that that I find interesting. So you're going to have a, you're going to tell a couple of people who have been scamming their whole lives. That's their whole thing. They're they're lying, cheating, scamming fraudsters. Don't you do it anymore? Okay, I won't. <laughs> well, and, and if they go they... back out and do it again in a different way. And then the Attorney General of Ohio has to go after him? Who was the judge who told him not to do it again? Why aren't they in jail now? And the other angle of it is, some of you are buying their auto warranties? You you make it past the first five words of this? I never have. No, although, if you've ever had an extended service plan or extended warranty and that sort of thing... They'll call and say, uh, I mean, these guys call and say, hey, your your plan's about over. We can extend it. And you don't realize it's not the plan you have. Mm. You're thinking, I thought there was two more years on that or whatever. And and Judy and I are meticulous about checking that sort of thing. But clearly, some people are not. Uh, let's hear more on this. In 2021, Americans received an estimated 21 billion scam robocalls, wow. costing them nearly $40 billion in a 12-month oh. period. Most of the calls come from overseas, and tracing them is a fairly new technology. So up to now, authorities have struggled to stop them. And the callers that do get caught often go right back to scamming, according to an FCC official. God, it must just be like shooting a fish in a barrel, which is an odd sport. Um, (laughs) Well, and it's no good for the barrel either. $40 billion in a one-year period. Yeah, it must be a lot easier to hook people than, than I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially if I, as I said, that's a good scam. I mean, it's like the, the home warranty, Judy, and I've had those home warranties. Sometimes you negotiate them as part of a sale or, or whatever. Then you start getting pestered, hey, it's about to expire, and you don't check whether it's the same company or whatever. And then I assume these guys don't actually deliver service on cars. Um, yeah, I just, I, I assume I get an email. I feel like I get an email from everything I need and then I, uh, I deal with it that way. I don't know. I, I, I don't take any phone. I, oh, I don't yeah, answer you know, any phone call ever. Yeah. Yeah. Although I get thousands of scam emails. Too, oh yeah. Like everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. But I just, I just never listen. But anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. When a call comes from overseas, typically several small carriers get paid to pass it along before it reaches your cell. Investigators are using a technique called tracebacks to identify the original source of these illegal calls. Then agencies like the FCC can order the rest of the industry to stop doing business with those carriers. I assume that the good guys are going to get on the on on top of this at some point and this will go away or do you assume that or not? Or will this just plague us forever? I feel like robocalls got to the point several years ago that most of us just don't answer our phone. Unless it's somebody mm-hmm. we know, we just don't answer our phone, which has kind of made the whole phone thing <laughs> worthless. Yeah, it's a it's a computer that, as it turns out, you can make a phone call. Well, your phone is basically a walkie-talkie. And you've got a handful of friends that have the walkie-talkie frequency, too, but nobody else are you even going to acknowledge. Yeah, that's a good... Uh... Good way to put it.
Yeah, in answer to your question, I suspect, yeah, the generation that grew up with these things is not going to start falling for the scams just because they get older, oh, for instance. That's what how they'll go away. They won't be they won't make forty billion dollars a year anymore. Yeah, although, you know, the, the, the thieves of the world will always find a new way to thieve. I mean, so I, I, I'm certainly not bright enough to anticipate the technology of tomorrow, so I'm certainly not bright enough to uh, imagine how it'll be exploited. If you're over a certain age, especially landlines, if the phone rang, oh, what a delight. Someone has called to talk. Let's go find out who it is. And it was, exactly. and it was never a scam. I got it. I got it. People would say it was, it was never for them. a scam. It was a friend or coworker or grandma or whatever. It was always a delight that someone has called. <laughs> Occasionally, it would be a teenage miscreant making a crank call, <laughs> a practice of which I do not approve. Of course, the downside of that old-timey landline thing was if you were waiting for someone to call you, you couldn't step out of your house for two seconds. No. Because they might call while you're out, and you wouldn't have the slightest idea that they tried to call you. And if it was the girl you were hoping was going to call you back or whatever, misery. Oh, God. Misery. I remember, Stress. I don't remember if I've ever told this. So going way back to the landline days, and you have to All be- right, you, you tell one secret thing. I will, too. Uh, y- Welcome to Armstrong and Getty Expose Themselves. Pre- answering machines which was a revolution and also there was no caller id or anything like that so if the phone rang you had no idea where it came from somebody could call you up and say you know call you bad names you had no idea who they were there was no way to figure out who they were um and if you missed a phone call you missed a phone call and you did if you you'd run across the house it's been ringing twice you're wet you got out of the shower you run there and it stopped ringing before you get there they hang up and you don't know you don't know was that the girl i asked I said give me a call sometime was that uh, Grandma? Who was that? You never know. You have no idea. And you may never, ever know. <laughs> My first radio job, this poor guy, nice guy, too. He would regularly call me when I'm working on, like, Friday night. And he'd call me up and he'd say, hey, could you call my number back? Call this number back because I don't think my phone's working. Oh. <laughs> It's working, son. <laughs> yes. It was always working. She just hasn't called. <laughs> it's your game that isn't working, not your phone. <laughs> or that new haircut or whatever. But something oh. is not working. Your clone. Something is not working, but your phone is. <laughs> oh, boy. That's sad. Oh, that's sad. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so uh you know that stock ring that kept appearing in that uh, those news clips we were playing? Yeah. The thing. Uh Judy, actually, that's a ringtone for at least a few callers. I think it's a default for iPhones or something. But It's my ring, I think. If she lets it go too long, I always say, there's a call coming in, so pick it up right now. <laughs> yes, there's a call coming in, so pick it <laughs> And she rolls her eyes at me, which she does so often. Oh, that would be a great thing to get on top of, though, the robocall thing. Oh, hate it. Hate it so much. And, and like, junk emails. The, the, and the whole unsubscribe. Are you? Am I actually unsubscribing, or am I telling you this is a live email address that gets checked? Right. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.